Let's work. Yo, it's go time, show time, never back in downtime. One shot, yo, make it count, yo. Crunch time, shine time, make this moment my time. Get a grip, yo, ready, set, go. We bring the thunder. Bring the thunder. Step into the spotlight, get lit, yo. Let yourself go. Our time, high time, gotta go big time. This is it, yo. Never take no flight time, grind time, take it to the street time. Turn the roof off, get loco. Game time, win time, we gon' bring it home time. No regrets now, let it all go. We bring the thunder. Bring the thunder. Good evening and welcome to Mountain Bears. Yep, we're a day late. That's okay. We were busy handling other stuff and this is going to occur. But we're still going to be here. We still got some hot takes and some evil condensations. Something like that. Yeah. Alrighty. So, yeah. So, it's been a crazy week. It has, it has. It's been continually crazy. I think it'll be crazy until at least September, maybe October. Yeah, that's, that's about right. And then we have a hell week, and then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then weather sucks too much for it to be too crazy. Well, like, I like it when crazy has, you know, like, road closures. Mm-hmm. Like, crazy with road closures. That's, that's fine. Well, according to the weather Snowed forecast in. that I was watching this morning... It's mm-hmm. highly likely that we may have a lot of those because it's going to be a whole large snowfall. Yeah, you've been talking about that. That um, a lot of predictions are calling for heavy snow due to the like extreme summer because this is mm-hmm. kind of extreme for West Virginia. Very like long. sorry if you if y'all are from other areas, this isn't horrible, but um, at least not to you, but to us, this is this is different. Yeah, of course we're at sixty eight right now. Um, which is a very high break from the 83 we normally broadcast under. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to hear the AC shut off. Yeah. Like, it turned off the other day. (laughs) And I freaked out. Right. I was like, that's it. It's had it. It's finally given up the ghost of this summer. Right. It's like, that's it. It's died. Right. And then I was like, but I'm cold. <laughs> so it did. It finally hit top. And I was it, it like went eco mode. And it was like, oh. Yeah. Poor thing. We haven't finally heard that. The rest. Yeah. We haven't heard that all summer. It, all summer long. It just hasn't stopped. Right. So, yeah. It's been nice. Like. I actually was able to set in a, uh, like the last two nights, I've been able to, like, when I go out mm-hmm. um, to do stuff, like, I've been able to just roll the windows down. Yeah. Like, and just be, and not be like, I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Like, or like, oh my goodness, it's just gonna fall apart. Yeah, really. Like. Now, we did get some sad news that Anna Hitchett and Hash. Yeah, passed away. Um, yeah. In a car crash. Um, there's video of the car crash. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Um, there's some discussion she may have been under the influence. She has had uh, issues with substance abuse in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like they, all they were able to do was draw blood towards making that determination. Right. Um, um, so we don't actually know. It's just given her history and the weirdness of the car accident. Um, because she did plow into a house. Right. Um, so, of course, LAPD said that as of today, there will be no further investigation efforts made in this case. Any information and records that have been requested prior to the turn of events will still be collected as they arrive as a matter of formality and included in the overall case. Yeah. I mean, that's it, horrible. Like it really is. It, it's yeah. So you know, it was a horrible accident. Very horrible. Very tragic. Um, and another star gone. Well, another star gone. In addition to like, I, I think it's probably best she slipped into a coma because the the because this turned into a very fiery accident. Yeah. Um. The 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 pain. Right. In that situation had to have been immense. Right. Um, or could have been. Right. Um, but then also there's the issue of the homeowner mm-hmm. whose house, like the, the house is a total loss. Yeah. Like the, the, the house is gone. Right. Um, so that's now also a homeowner without a home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it, it, like it's seriously a truly horrible accident. Right. I mean, I'm assuming Anne Hesh probably has good insurance. Yep. I figure, you know, everyone will be made whole. Well, of course they will be made whole. Um, but it's still a horrible thing to have mm-hmm. happen. Like, I don't think anyone enjoys, like, I mean, dead serious here for a second. Like, we had, like, when I was in Princeton, my grandmother and I had someone take out the mailbox. Mm-hmm. And that was a nightmare. And, I mean, great insurance company, don't get me wrong, the drive, like, I give this girl's dad credit. He had bought her, tre- like, tremendously awesome insurance. Mm-hmm. They were nice. They came out, like, the next day. Mm-hmm. They had us a check within a week. Like, right. you know, it was quick, simple, easy, no big deal in that regard. But just trying to get a damn mailbox put back up. Yeah. And all the crap you have to do. Like, and be concerned about because right. the area where I'm digging, there's, a, you know, a gas line and a water line. And so I'm having to call the utility to mark. Mm-hmm. Um, to make sure I get it in the right place, and you have to notify the post office. You have to, <laughs> like, right. And then I'm out there, and of course it's in the middle of summer. Right. Of course it's hot, and like, yeah, you got to dig a hole and you know do all the things. Right. Like get your quick crete and do your post and cut the post and mount your uh, mount your mailbox and make sure it's so many inches above the road because. The United States Postal Authority does not screw around with that. Mm-hmm. 
Like they will flat re- refuse to deliver your mail if it sets too high or too low. Right. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like some of the crap we see on these like backcountry roads that you still deliver to, and if I put in a new box, like they literally threaten you. Mm-hmm. We will not deliver your mail. Right. Well, that's why we that's- did not change post office bo- uh, mailboxes when they redone the road because yeah. the, it had to be set right, and it's just like I don't want to go through that. Like, no. No. Like, that's just... Well, as we all know, also this week, it's been a really hard day for the Oompa Loompa. Monday, his house was searched. Tuesday, um, they found... He got told that, no, anyone can have your taxes that request them. Have a good day, sir. Wednesday, he had to, you know, say, I plead the fifth so many times that they just... You know, basically the video is him. I believe the fifth, you know, you think it's stuck on pause. Yeah. Or, or like glitched. Yeah. And it's just like, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Right. <laughs> well, Friday, the federal intelligence, you know, the House uh, Democratic Chairs request federal intelligence damage assessment after classified documents being sued at the Oompa Loompas uh, Mars Apan home. Uh, the Mar-a-Lago. Yes, Marzipan. Yeah, Marzipan. Okay, I can deal with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no. So yeah, he's got issues out of that. Like, really? Classified documents that... Mm, mm, mm-hmm. No, no, no. No, no, no. And, you know, apparently he thought he could just wave a pen and say, Oh, I already took care of that. No, you didn't. That's not how classified documents work, you dumbass. Okay, what pen waving did he do? Well, he said he unclassified all these documents. <laughs> oh. See, an SCI document is never declassified. <laughs> so what did you do? Just take his magic Sharpie and put D in front of it? Like D-E yeah. classified? Yeah. This is what happens when you have a play school president. Well, what even was worse was when I was listening to the former the former head of the CIA mm-hmm. talk about after giving him a security briefing. They had to make it a slideshow and comedical for him to and, pay attention. Yeah. Well, I mean, granted, I'm sure security briefings are not the most riveting entertainment. See, I would be the opposite. I would be very entertained by a security briefing. I've been very entertained by other briefings I've received. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, though, for, for, for some, I'm sure it's like, oh, oh no, I don't want to, like, no, not one more, no. Another like, I, I can imagine, I can imagine, I can imagine. Yeah, but apparently the Oompa Loompa has the, the intelligence and the attention span of a gnat. Oh, I mean, they had to include visual aids in it for him to be entertained, but yet he's supposed to have studied history. A lot of history has no pictures. Anyhow, the more I learn about the past six years of the White House, the more I feel just, you know, we need to just charge him now. Delegation of duty, espionage, I don't care. Charging for tar and feather. 
Oh, there you go. There's an option. But no, I... I don't want to throw off too much on him needing visual aids or additional things to keep his attention. Like, I mean... It happens. Uh-huh. Like, you know, not... not I Like, I can imagine some of the security briefings, though, have to be like, yeah, we heard this yesterday. Well, no. Yeah, I'm well aware. Joe, yeah. you're having a meeting with Apple about their new Mac coming out. And Sounds great. Entertaining. Thank you. Yeah. And they're talking about how the keyboard is going to be reformulated to work for wherever you want your keys to be. Okay. And they're going through the process of a client being able to set up their keys to be different. Like instead of the A, they could actually have it as a D because that's where they yeah, want. Yeah, but I figure somewhere around the point in which we've gone through all 104 keys, I, I'm going to be like, no, 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 I got it. I got it somewhere around C. Right. You know, like I'm good. I'm good. Like I may have a question about the space bar. But other than that, I'm good. Right. But, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Is This is the level, of, you know, this is high-level communication. This is him being briefed on what operators are doing. And during a time of war, um, operators are doing in, you know, different areas. Him needing to be at least up to speed with it so that when he approves a mission, he at least knows what he's approving. Now, they had to turn into a sideshow Bob. Well, true. But... I then again, at the same time, that I could also see it being a moment of potentially you guys know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, give me broad strokes. Like, right. what's going on? I don't need to know every troop movement. Right. Someone else can know that for me. Right. Like, I just need to know, like, what what information can you tell me? Right. Quickly. Mm-hmm. To help me make decisions. Right. Like, where are we? What are we doing? What are we trying to do? What's going on with it? Is it failing? Is it succeeding? Right. Is it marginal? Right. Like, it's coin toss at this point. Right. Um, but no, and I could assume that as, like, if we're talking about this in a total global perspective, not just a current active war situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would probably be like, okay, we, we can move through, like, you know, we don't have a problem here. We don't have a problem there. Right. Okay, great. Don't tell me that. Right. Like, if we have a problem, tell me if we don't have a problem. Right. Like, but I don't know. I don't know how they make a security briefing. It's basically like I've never watched. Okay, great. Awesome. That should not need a slideshow. Yeah. Most security briefings are less than 30 minutes. Oh, then hell yeah. I would think. Yeah. And if it's a nothing day, it's, hello, Mr. President. I hope you had a great day. I have nothing for you today. Have a lovely day. There you go. Okay. So, of course, this ticked off some right-wing bullshitters, or shall we call them the American Nazi behaviors, one of them being the Ohio FBI shooting. No. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, yeah, violent extremist investigated yeah. for months after January 6th. So, yeah, Randy Schiffer, Ricky Schiffer, 
Yeah, Ricky yeah, Shifty so. was shot dead by police on the side of the highway hours after he attempted to breach a visitor's interest at the FBI field office oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Cincinnati. Forty-two um, mm-hmm. year old Columbia, uh, Columbus, Ohio, uh, fled the scene after he attempted an attack. Uh, to uh, Thursday morning before the standoff and shootout took place hours later. The FBI has confirmed him dead at 3.45 p.m. following an exchange of gunfire. Was there any debate that this is how this was going to end? No. Not, shouldn't have been. Right. What? Oh, excuse me, guys. We had dinner before this. Um, But no, I... Like, how is this not how January 6th ended? Like, well, this makes perfect sense in that, like, you tried to breach the FBI. Like, hi. Hi. Well, here's like, the difference. One, it's D.C. police and D.C. having to deal with police versus the Ohio State Police. Now, y'all may think, the uh, you know, well, it, but it's Ohio State Police. I'm sorry. Those uh, men and women in Ohio don't fuck around. Good people, but no, I mean, it's yeah, 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 like, yeah, this is more what we expected though, January 6th, yeah, not like as in this is literally what we expected response wise, yeah, versus high were this many, yeah, months down the road. Well, and, again, I personally think if we had not moved from Philadelphia and the Ohio State Police was brought in to assist Philadelphia in dealing with the January 6th problem, they would have had to call in Maryland for body bags. Well, you know, there's that. But no. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently he appeared to support... Uh, huh. Right. The Oompa Loompa's unfounded claims of stolen election in 2020 mm-hmm. uh, responded to social media posts by uh, pro Oompa Loompa figures such as uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, and apparently he was really upset about the raid. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, because, you know, Marjorie is within, spoke at January 6th protest, mm-hmm. um, almost did not, had to have a judge rule if she could run for re-election. I hope the people of Georgia have a brain this time and show up and vote her out of a district she doesn't even live in. You know, mm-hmm. Marjorie is like margarine, except she doesn't as moist. I don't know that we want to go there. Um, <laughs> oh, I'll go there. She has she she barely has one brain cell to rub together, and the other one is a chat is being remotely controlled by Russian spies. Oh well, on that front, okay, there we go. Um, but no, <laughs> yeah, I I mean I I'm not necessarily calling for people to to be killed out of January sixth. I mean, on the day of. There were a lot of activities that that I don't know how they weren't lethal. Yeah. Um, I so no, I'm not calling for people to be killed that were associated with January 6th necessarily. 
right. Um, but yeah, no. The, but I do feel like this is kind of the unfortunate like fallout. Is that because there was not a heavy armed response on January sixth? Right. I think we unfortunately emboldened a lot of people, or at right. least a small number of them, to believe you can go do things like try to break into an FBI office. Right. Um, which, in case anyone was wondering, is not a good plan. No, it isn't. What's even not worse that before the news broke that there was a search warrant on some um, loose-leaf paper, there were people calling for civil war. There were people calling for attacks on the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where this has been. And this is where how this has been going. Exactly. And unfortunately, this is how this ends up. Mm-hmm. Like, pre-January 6th, I think everyone thought this would happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, the like perhaps mm-hmm. attempting to raid an FBI office is bad life choice. Right. Especially on your own. Right. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it, it gets better with large groups, but, you know statistically right i i would think you're you would have the theory down pretty path that is a single lone human being right your odds of success are very very zero right like they're not low they're zero exactly like but okay like those were choices that one made right um hmm. but yeah all right. So, I, have you been following the Rust case? I have not. So, Rust gun could not fire without trigger pull. FBI report states. Yeah. Um. Alec Baldwin was filming a movie. It was very oh. risky movie, and the reason is because the set was unsafe. The marksman at arms had said it was unsafe. Mm-hmm. And, yes, you know, according to Alex Baldwin, he believed he was handling a cold gun without live ammo. Of course, everyone knows that on a movie set, there is to be no live ammo. Fortunately, there was, and someone was killed. Uh, another one was injured. Um, and he's under investigation to figure out if he, you know, knew what he was doing, committed murder. Well, we know he committed murder, but how it happened. Yeah. And he's always said that the gun just fired, that he didn't do anything. I didn't pull the trigger. I just pointed it. I mean, unless this gun has a really sensitive trigger. Right. Well, I mean, the FBI came back and said, no, it won't fire unless you pull the trigger. Right. But then I'm like, the only counter I have to that is how sensitive is the trigger? Right. Like, could you, like, aggressively rest your finger? Right. I don't know how else to put it. Like, you're not really meaning to pull the trigger, but right. you're, like, you're right. basically doing the thing without thinking it's enough force to do the thing. Right. Like, I mean, that that's the only other out he's got is, right. like, he didn't pull the trigger, but he inadvertently pulled right. the trigger. But there's like eight different lawsuits. One of them is for the victim's family. But he totally, totally done this. Well, 
like the unfortunate part of this is I don't think anyone's. I mean, we all kind of know he did this. I like it's horrible and it's tragic and it's unfortunate. I don't think anyone feels like like this is a horrible accident. Right. Like I don't know why we we need to necessarily know whether he pulled the trigger or not. Well, it's, it's a horrible accident. It is a horrible accident, but the problem is, and this is the same thing that we get into when we start looking at mine accidents, is there are rules and legislations and laws for movie sets just like there is for coal mines. Okay. These well, weren't being followed. Yeah, well, obviously. Okay. Um, well, because this was supposed to have been a prop gun. It was not right. supposed to have been a live-firing gun. Right. Um, so now I get that part. I'm, you know, like, and I'm sure there's a couple of things also that went wrong here. Mm -hmm. uh, most likely pointing the gun directly at another actor. When there was not even need for the gun to be there. Fair. They were blocking a scene. They did not need the weapon to block a scene. Right. But moreover, mm -hmm. I mean, to some degree, you may, if you're trying to figure out, like, what are you physically doing in the scene? I, I could see it. I could see it argumentatively. Right. Get into character, get into role, get an idea. Because, uh -huh. yeah, you're blocking a scene and you're trying to figure out, like, where everyone's positioned. But you also have to figure out, like, what's your view line. Right. Like, what is your sight line from the camera? What are you seeing? Right. Are you casting weird shadows? Do we have to throw in extra lighting? What are we right. What are we doing here, guys? Like, yeah, let's not make the point being was they weren't even blocking the scene that had the gun in it. They were blocking ah. the scene before that. Okay. So again, across the board, this is just weird. Right. But it's still, it's I. I Still don't think anyone's calling it anything other than what it is, which is a tragic accident. Right. Well, Baldwin is saying it's a tragic accident, but the bigger problem is, is the companies that were in the people involved in this was not following protocol. Right. And, and I understand there needs to be culpability there, but I, yeah. I would think that would be pretty straightforward. Right. I mean, I, I don't think you can blame the actor for thinking he's holding a prop gun. When you right. tell him, here's a prop gun. Right. But like the equate of you going in and you're just supposed to be checking out the security of, of a location. Okay. But you actually decide to hack the location and take the data of the location with you home. Yeah, well... I, and sell it, to Russian, uh, sell it to Russia. Okay. But regardless, I mean, yeah. I, like... I, you think it's a prop gun, you, you aimed a prop gun. I, argumentatively, you shouldn't have aimed it at another person. Like, don't point a gun at anyone you don't intend to kill. Exactly. Um, like, rule one. Um, ar so, argumentatively, yeah, bad on him. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think to the point that anyone's considering legal charges. Yeah, they are. Think Oh, yeah. Like, I, nowhere in this do, does I. I wouldn't have thought anyone in this would have like. I, I would. I would consider civil damages. Mm -hmm. 
like no, we're I looking at legal charges here um, because of the extenuating circumstances. Okay. So what were those? Um, that he well because he was a producer knew that weapons training was not being followed. Did should have known should have treated that gun as if it was hot, even though it wasn't. Didn't require it. I mean, um, I don't know. Yeah, I like part of that. I get. I get that. That as a producer, then yes. Yeah. Like, but even still. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I see a tragic accident unless they really hated each other. I'm not sure. Like, we don't have the personality scores of each, but that's what they're looking at. It's a very interesting case. Of course, I'm going to refer to our favorite lawyer that breaks this stuff down. Emily D. Baker does have a number of shows on the Russ case. Yeah. 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 No, I, I would love to hear our opinions on this one. Yeah. I just, I, like, I'm struggling. This sounds like a horrible, tragic onset accident. Right. That, yeah, there were problems mm-hmm. with, with what, out with what Alec Baldwin did and argumentatively, yeah, there's tons of problems with the fact that he was a producer right? as well mm-hmm. and knew these things weren't being handled properly and did nothing to change it. But then I, fundamentally, I think it all comes down to, you know, the prop master. Right. And I still think it's a horrible, tragic accident and like yeah maybe they are liable in many ways um but it's still a horrible tragic accident i don't think anyone meant for anyone to get shot that day right that that wasn't just you know taken care of in you know post-production right like bang bang and then on screen it looks like oh my god he shot that dude right <clears throat> and it was very much, you know, oh my, it was a very scary case. Yeah. All right. Oh, it is. Well, and I think that's probably the bigger issue with this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All so, right. Hi, Holly. Hello, Holly. How are you? Oh, I was saying Hollywood. Oh. Yeah, no, I was saying, hi, Hollywood. You need to get your crap together. Exactly. All right, so the Southern Baptist Convention, one of the largest evangelical executioners uh, and harassers, is now under investigation by the Justice Department following a sex abuse report. Does anyone else like did it took you long enough? Yeah. Like, God, it took you long enough. Jesus. Right. Um, so, yeah, leaders of the Southern Baptist Convention said Friday the nation's largest Protestant denomination is under investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice. They also said the investigation, which will examine reported clergy sex abuse, is not something to fear? What? What? No, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, like, here's your confirmation. Some shit's been going down. Right. Like, hi, you don't, 
can we can we just take a moment and go like this is one of the denominations that has the biggest problems right with this idea of like reporting crimes that happen um or, or alleged to have happened right they don't investigate they frequently blame the victim Mm -hmm. Um, they frequently sweep this under the rug. They frequently don't have repercussions for people caught in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. At best. Otherwise, like, it's just, you know, your daughter's a whore. Get out of our church. Exactly. Not a response. Not a good response. Not, not even a response. Really. Right. Um, so no. This is your alarm bell that says, hi, the U.S. Department of Justice, who doesn't usually show up for nothing, investigating your entire denomination. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, no, this should be your alarm bell to, one, come forward and report anything you know, Mm -hmm. Um, two, to, to very carefully consider that you know this problem has risen to a point that the department of justice is showing up right this isn't a case or two or ten or probably even a hundred right like this is potentially big enough and across Mm -hmm. enough churches Mm -hmm. in different states Mm -hmm. that they're showing up and going wait a fucking minute we gotta clean this up Right. Well, you know, and they're now looking at the guideposts, you know, the guidepost solutions, third party inquiry on this, um, which the Southern Baptist voted uh, delegates approved in 2021 um, annual meeting. The guidepost released its findings in May of nearly 300 page report detailing a pattern of Southern Baptist convention leaders. Um, dismissing reports of abuse and survivors calling for a change. Where have we yeah. seen this before? Oh, yeah, the Catholics. Yeah. Well, and then the report also included an allegation of sexual assault against a former Southern Baptist Convention president. Yeah. Hi. You've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and please, no one take this as I think all Baptists are bad. No. I don't think all Baptists right. are sexually assaulting people. Right. I'm just saying, unfortunately, unfortunately, right. like, a, a, as as a denomination, mm-hmm. you're associated with some pretty bad responses. Mm-hmm. Th- this is alarm bell. It is something to fear and something to be aware of and something to be very cautious. Mm-hmm. Like, avoiding overnight trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avoiding, you know, situations where, you know, like pizza parties are happening at someone's house instead of the church. And any situation that leaves you out of the loop regarding your children for an extended period of time. Right. Like, do I think that, that, I think that's just good parenting. I think that's just responsibility. Right. Like, I'm sorry, no. Right. Like, I don't want to ever sit here and be like, I blame the parents. Right. I don't blame the parents per se. I, I It's just, hi. Right. 
I, I know all this seems like a place where you should be able to trust people. Mm-hmm. Well, what and, I find even more concerning is there was apparently a secret database of predatory pastors, and it was kept, um, even as some executive committee members said, as an archive could not be created and shared between churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, that that's just... Like, guys, help yourselves. Yeah. Help yourselves. Help Better yet, yourself. do take a page out of John Paul's book and get rid of them. Well, I mean, but fundamentally, I think that's sort of the problem is they did. They made it someone else's problem. No, all you they go did down was the pass road. them around. Do I know? All they did was pass them around. I know. They made them someone else's problem. No, 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 honey. They're going, they're taking them from one church in Oak Hill and moving them to Princeton. Oh, then he does it again in Princeton. So they send him to Ohio. Do it again in Ohio. Send him out to Wyoming. But that's what I mean. It's someone else's problem. You're mm-hmm. you're you're kicking the can down the road. Mm-hmm. So you know, like in your analogy, Oak Hill doesn't want to deal with this. They don't want like, nope, sorry, out of our church, please. They mm-hmm. kick the can to Princeton. Princeton goes, Whoa. okay, now two people have been harmed or more, and they kick the can down the road somewhere else, and no one deals with the problem. No one, you know, makes sure this doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Nobody makes sure he's not allowed to preach again in another Southern Baptist church. You're not allowed to preach in a church. You're not allowed to be alone with children in a church. You're not allowed to teach a Sunday school class. You do not run a counseling, uh, like a camping program. Right. Like you're not a camp counselor. Um, You don't like none of these things. Right. Like, and you make a very active thing towards no, you do not get, you know, closed access to anyone's children ever. Yeah. Like, and I mean, And moreover, like, it really doesn't have to, so to speak, be the church's problem. Right. Which is really my problem with this is it's not like there are not secular authorities that can deal with this. Like, we have laws regarding this. We have investigation tools for this. Right. Why? 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 Why is this even being contained within the church is the bigger problem. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry, I I get that there are churches out there that want to keep everything internal Mm -hmm. and want to be this great big giant authority um, and and have held to that for for many, you know, decades and Mm -hmm. centuries. No. Mm -mm. Some things are outside the church's power. You cannot do this alone. Right. How many times do you have to see what happens when you do it alone? Right. Because what happens is you, you, and to some degree, I, I really like, I, I think there are truthful, honest, decent human beings that get caught in this mm-hmm. is that you want to give him the opportunity to, to be like this is, or they, whomever, um, have made a mistake, mm-hmm. a horrible, horrible mistake. And, you know, like, you want to give forgiveness and grace and the opportunity. I'm sorry, there are certain mistakes. Right. You can't afford to have happen again. Right. 
like someone rear ends your car, you can afford that happening again. Right. Like someone drives drunk, we can afford to, to some degree to give them a second chance to drive again. Right. We can't afford to have someone else's child sexually assaulted or raped. Right. You can't afford that. Right. Like, no, no, no. Right. Um, you you have to actually take action and ensure right. that no no that's not happening again. Right. Like there's no forgiveness here. Like there's forgiveness, but there's not stupidity. Right. To think that you know this is a problem that we can handle. I'm sorry, that's your first mistake. No, you can't. Right. No, you can't. <laughs> you cannot. Right. Like this needs to be a very public thing. This needs to be a very police handled matter. Right. Like this needs to stop. Right. Not be, you know, let's hope he can, or, or she, or they can, you know, through God. Right. Like, and I'm trying not to like bash a religion here. Like in, in its entirety. Well, but, I'm not bashing the religion. I'm bashing how it's handled. Right. This is insane. Well, but some of that goes into like the belief structure. Mm-hmm. You know, the of how you handle different situations right. through the church. And I don't want to bash that per se. Like right. I, I can believe if someone steals money, you can give forgiveness and you can handle that within the church. Right. You know, that that if you can work that out between the two effect like the party affected and the party who committed. Right. Okay. You you work that out. Right. And I don't necessarily feel bad if someone, you know, steals my stereo, but we work it out through the church and I get my stereo back or right. something of equivalent value. And then, you know, that person goes on to steal someone else's stereo. Right. I'm not going to feel bad about that. I don't think the church should feel bad about that. We're not talking about a stereo. We're, right. we're talking about someone's, you know, health, safety, emotional stability. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot more to this. You like, you, you took things from people that you can't just give back. Right. Like, no, you can't afford for that to keep happening. Right. Like, mm-hmm. That's where I'm at with that one. Well, and again, I think this is where the separation of church and state, i.e. church, throw him out, state, arrest his ass, should be at. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's something your grandmother dealt with. There's something my parents and grandparents dealt with. And I didn't, you know, by the 80s, I do believe that we were told that this was dealt with and never have to deal with this again. Oh, no. Seriously? We're going to have to go get the shot for this? Yes. we need well, to Because I don't even think we do shots for this anymore. I got mine, but I'm older. Well, yeah, but I think they literally stopped, like, the year you were born. Probably. Like, I, and I mean, that's where the line is, and that's the scary part of it. So, is that this was supposedly eradicated. We don't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah, it is not um, eradicated. Um, and we're seeing a large spike of polio mm -hmm. 
in the New York water system, raising alarms from New York to California. Um, Alpha officers identified the first person in nearly a decade in the United States to be diagnosed with polio. Um, The person is suffering paralysis. Since then, the polio vaccines have been found in fresh water and wastewater, not only in two counties of the area where the patient lives, but also as of Friday in New York City. Yeah, well, and here's nice uh, history. In the late 19th and early 20th century, 20th centuries, frequent epidemics saw polio become the most feared disease in the world. A major outbreak in New York City in 1916 killed over 2,000 people, and the worst recorded U.S. outbreak in 1952 killed over 3,000. Right. Oh, thank you, Donna. We talk about everything over here. Oh, yeah, we're, like, all over the place. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, you guys, if you have not got your polio vaccine, go get it. You can get one lifetime booster if you already had it. If you've never had it or you don't know if you've had it, then go get the test to see if you've had it. This can be very deadly to every child that you come in contact with if you're an adult. Like, I seriously don't know if I've been uh, inoculated or not. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to... um, I'm, like, I'm literally trying to um, figure out, like, have I had... You're going to have to ask your sister. Like, I think... Well, no, I think it's one of those things you can get tested for. Like, I know, but it's best if you ask your sister also, because your nephew should have gotten it well yeah we would have probably been like like if it were standard inoculation series sure but i swear to god polio is one that they just stopped right because isn't that the one that leaves the scar on your arm um yeah there's a little the old the old one is Mm. Like, I'm just trying to see, like, what's I? Because it looks like it used to be uh, at ages two months, four months, six to 18 months, and then four to six years. So, yeah, like I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, being serious here. Like, I'm trying to remember even where my, like, vaccination card is. Right. Do I still have it? Like, I've moved a lot. Like, shit happens. Well, I would think it would be in the safe, but, you know, we can always contact your local health so. department. But at the same time, those years, which one are we going to contact? Pennsylvania? Ohio? No, 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 no. All of that should have been done in Mercer County. Okay. Like, all of that should be there. Right. Like, if it, but then again, like, I'm 40. I know. Like, holy crap. Yeah, but this is the scary part of this. You can go and, you know, pet the head of one of the little children and then walk over and pet the, and, you know, hold a baby for four minutes and you just transmitted polio. Yeah. Well, and and polio is a horrible disease. Like, that actually affected my great grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, she like she survived she 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 went on to live a pretty full ha- 
well, I won't call her life happy. She was a miserable human being from all stories and recounts. But <laughs> she went on to live a long, full life, uh, at least decently so. Um, but it did leave her with issues. Like, mm-hmm. she wore two different size shoes. Yeah. Like, one foot was one size, one foot was another size. Mm-hmm. Like, she had to deal with that for the rest of her life. Um, right. I think there were also some breathing difficulties she had. Right. Um, but what's scary is, you know, we could see Iron Lungs Awards return to the United States Hospital. Well, and I think we just finally, like, didn't the world's last remaining Iron Lung user just pass? Yeah. Like, just a few years ago? Yeah. If that long? Like... Like, I, I'm looking, because I remember reading that, and I was like, oh, thank God, it's over. Right. Um, yeah, so June Margaret Middleton, uh, born May 4th, 1926, died October 30th, 2009. Um, she was an Australian polio victim who spent more than 60 years living in an iron lung for treatment of the disease. Right. Um, in 2006, Guinness World Records recognized her as the person who had spent the longest amount of time living in an iron lung. Right. Um, is anyone still living in an iron lung? Um, 76-year-old man, this is from 2022, back in April. I knew I'd read this. Um, so, yeah, a Texas man who has lived 70 years in an iron lung says he has lived a, a full and exciting life because he never gave up. Um, so yeah, it's, he was still in one in, in 2009, Mm -hmm. um, or excuse me, in 2022, excuse me. Um, so yeah, it's kept like, So, yeah, he does occasionally leave the Iron Lung. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a 30-year-long career as a courtroom attorney. Um, but, yeah, it sounds like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he contracted polio at age six and became paralyzed from the neck down. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Like, it's it's a scary disease. It's like, a very scary disease. It's a very scary idea. Well, it's one of those, and I hate to ever say this, it's one of those diseases that if you get, you really hope you die. Yeah. Because no one likes the outcomes if you survive. Mm-hmm. Like, they're usually pretty horrific. Like, a few, a few people get lucky. Right. And they survive, and, like, what they're left with is sort of where my great-grandmother was, which, you know, most people never knew. Right. Like, she wore a long dress. She wore, you know, two shoes. Mm-hmm. You didn't really know this unless you were in some situation where, like, the dress came off or the shoes came off or the dress, you know, scooted up or whatever. Um, would be the only way you would really know that. Like, I think she also had some difficulty walking, mm-hmm. um, probably caused by the, you know, misshapen right. foot. Um, 
but because they were poor, like she just stuffed newspaper in her shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, like she did not actually have. She technically would wear two different sizes, right. but she bought one pair of same size shoes and just stuffed one. Right. So fit the foot that's larger, stuff the other one. Um, so I'm sure I, I don't know how much of that walking difficulty was because of the shoe differential. Mm-hmm. All the years of doing it. Mm-hmm. Or, and or the polio. Like, what combo of this? Right. But like, now, I'm looking know. over the past three years, we've lost a lot of our elderly. We lost a lot of good, good Americans and a lot of good, hardworking Americans. So the workforce is in danger right now. Now, we're, now the earth is coming for the children. Why? Because humans cannot do one single thing. When you have a child, whether you give birth or you take it in or however it is, it is your job to protect that child all the way through. And if you cannot have the common sense... God gave a goose, much less a mother cat. Then I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot. Like. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Like I, I I don't get why we care more about what celebrities think about vaccination than <laughs> medical professionals. Right. Well, you I. Know, in this and assume, assume, assume yeah. for a second. Here's my big one. Here's okay. a, here, here's my big one. Assume for a second. Assume for a second. Jenny McCartney and all these other people are right, and, and vaccination mm-hmm. is is your vector point. Assume they are right for for you know autism and any number of horrible other things that can happen to your child. They're wrong. Let me clarify this. Don't want to get flagged as, you know, illegitimate content who, who, that's misleading. It, they're wrong. But assume for a second they're right. Your living child, your living child will face these problems of autism. Your living child. Measles, mumps, rubella, polio, tetanus, tetanus, like COVID. The, these are the problems your 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 living child avoids. Yeah, they might if these people were right. If they were right. If you assume they're right. If you're comfortable believing them. your child avoids very high odds of death with a small risk. And again, if they're right, if they were right, and a small risk of autism. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I I don't know how a parent weighs those odds out. Like, sits there, listens to Jenny McCarthy or whatever celebrity du jour they are, you know, that is up there talking about how horrible vaccination is. I don't know how a parent sits there, listens to all this, 
takes it all in and can't have this weighing moment. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, let's assume she's right. I believe her. You know, I'm that parent. Like, pretend I'm sitting there in the audience or watching a YouTube video or whatever. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, oh my God, she's right. But here's the way out. Small chance of autism. Demonstrable small chance. The so they claim. Or a very massive serious risk for major debilitating horrible outcome diseases. How do, how do you weigh that and go, I, I'm going to avoid vaccination because I believe what she says or they say, and I find the autism risk more frightening Like, I I know it's been a while since you've seen someone with measles or polio or, you know, mumps or rubella. Like, it's not a common thing. That's because of vaccination, side note. But it's been a while. But, like, can you not read about these diseases and their percentages, like, their their death rates and and the debilitation rates? Mm -hmm. And not just go... Okay, but if that's the alternative, mm-hmm. I'll take my risk with a vaccination. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Well, this is what I can't get. And let's take on McCarthy perceptionally, her, because you brought her up. She couldn't choose good music on MTV. Why am I letting her decide my child's vaccination status? And again, I'm just saying that's if you if you lock in and you believe you you feel totally confident in what she's telling you, a non medical professional is telling you, because this is the conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. You locked into it and you believe you right. really truly heartfelt believe what she's saying is a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. You, how do you still though read about these diseases? Right. And go, that's the risk I want my kid to take. Right. How? What I'm saying is, why are you, after all the summers I watched on MTV, and this woman would fall over some of the stupid, <clears throat> worst music, would play some of the worst music on MTV, she can't choose shoes for shit, but you're going to let her tell you that to let your child die. Well, moreover, that that you should be so concerned about vaccination and the risk of of autism Mm -hmm. that you effectively expose and sometimes intentionally expose your kids to these diseases. Yeah. Like, these are not things you fuck with. There's a reason. They're like... (laughs) Hi, read about these diseases. They're not cute. They're not fuzzy. They're not chicken pox. No. Not that chicken pox is all that great, as we learned with, like, you know, um, oh, what is it? Hit you later in life. Hurts like hell. Shingles. Shingles. Um, like, you know, chicken pox isn't harmless. No. As it has massive effects on the body. But here's the hard facts. Every child in America 
from 1954 all the way to mid-80s received a polio vaccine. Like, I just, I don't think it's a hard one. I, I don't think this is something people should struggle with. Well, not only that, but I'm sitting here at my age and my knowledge base yeah. going, how much level stupid do we have to be? Have we reduced our intelligence line to that point? No, no, they don't teach history right. I understand that people aren't fully educated anymore because they're too busy watching a 60-second well, commercial. Fair enough. Or, or a YouTube video or a channel or a, a Facebook thing or this thing or that thing or another thing. Right. It just yeah. amazes me at the level of stupidity that is going on. I, I like I don't even call it stupidity exactly. It's just like how like explain it to me. I don't get it. I don't follow this. This makes no logical sense to me. Right. Did someone forget to tell you how horrible these diseases are? Yeah. Like or is that part of the sales pitch? Is that oh they're they're fairly harmless. They're mostly harmless, you know, blah blah. No, they're not. There's a reason. Right. There, there's a reason yeah. that, that we have vaccination for these diseases. And I know you haven't seen anyone suffering the ill effects of them very likely mm -hmm. in, in the last, you know, few decades. Because mm -hmm. I'm sorry, we, we like, my great-grandmother, mm -hmm. like, Jesus Christ, if she were still living, mm -hmm. she'd be like 120. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and she was kind of, like, you know, mm -hmm. hi. Um, like, this is a thing of, like, great-great-grandmothers and great-great-great-great-grandfathers had to contend with in their life expectancy. Well, and this is my other thought. Are we going to start seeing cholera outbreaks again? Uh, you know, Are we going to start having to look and see if there are, you know, yellow signs on, you know, blocking the entrances onto roads because they've had to shut down an area because of yellow fever? Or is that how far we're gonna go pa back in medical history here, people? I mean, I like, but that's my struggle is I don't get it. I don't get how anyone ever uh -huh. just like, no, okay, that's an acceptable risk. Like not right. getting vaccinated for polio is an acceptable risk. Not getting vaccinated for measles or mumps or rubella or, you know, I still don't understand the people who didn't get vaccinated against COVID. I, well, I don't yeah, get it. I won't yeah, understand it. Right. But I think that we should take a page out of the right wing book. If a parent makes it before a parent can make a decision on a vaccination vaccine, they have to take a 30 minute class and watch an hour and a half video and pass a test before they can make that decision. I, it's not even about that for me. I, no, I'm I sorry, think that I, they should do that. No, no, I, I don't care what the parent knows at that point. Right. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about the parent at that point. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I, it's child abuse and neglect. Yeah. Period. End of story. It's it's not a case for you have to demonstrate you understand the risks. Mm -hmm. This is child abuse and neglect. Is a medical doctor telling you, giving you good, sound, solid reasoning? Mm-hmm. You know, like leukemia. Mm -hmm. 
why you would not do vaccination no no there's not a medical doctor telling you this is a bad choice right now Mm -hmm. like we'll catch them up later just you know we'll deal with it and instead this is your active parental choice you want to make i'm sorry that's child abuse and neglect we're taking the child and we're getting them vaccinated right you know we we can fight this out in court you're gonna lose Right. Like, it, it should be an automatic, like, you can make the argument all you want to. Right. Well, it's like the case that we were talking about when I was on Dishes the other night. And I lost my temper on this one. I'm starting to remember. It's been a long week. Um, the UK case where the hospital had to sue the family. Oh, the oh, oh. That's actually been a little longer. Um, but, yeah, that's the... Um, because... What was it? The hospital decided to pull life support. The family was fighting against pulling life support and wanted him, uh, the the child, transferred to long-term care hospice. Right. Um, and the hospital sitting here like this child is too brittle to move. Right. Like we we like effectively the minute we try to transport him, it's going to do exactly what we're telling you. It's like right. We want to do this peacefully. We want to give you time. There is no brain activity. There is no stimulation going down the spinal cord. There is no rhythm of the heart that is not being falsely manufactured for this body. Right. So effectively, this has to go to court. The court makes a determination, which apparently in the UK, this is how this unfortunately has to go. Right. Um, the court made that determination, which was to remove life support, um, finding in favor of the hospital and the best interests of the child were to remove life support. Right. Um, and, and this created a stir. Right. Um, now, that's a situation I can more so understand. Right. Like, it, it, like I understand very much that removing life support can very much feel like giving up on someone right on not having faith in them on feeling like you're the one that wanted them dead right but i I can get that yeah but the whole part of the story was the family believed god was going to perform a miracle they would not accept the miracle that god was performing yeah yeah no they they weren't getting it like this that like now yeah like it argumentatively is there a percentage chance Mm -hmm. that maybe in 20 years 30 years 40 years 50 years this child and by some modern miracle of medicine or just flat out like statistics that small glimmering chance mm-hmm. that maybe he wakes up mm-hmm. in 20 years, he'll be in his thirties in 30 years. He'll be in his forties in 40 years. He'll be in his fifties. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you do? How, how tell me, how do you even begin to explain? To someone who went into a coma at age 12, no brain activity, 
like effectively well technically a vegetative state not necessarily a coma if there's no right yeah it's not a coma it's just literally you have no brain function right so that persists for 20 30 40 50 60 years Mm -hmm. and they wake up Mm -hmm. at best the best you could hope for in that situation is they wake up like best best across the board scenario they wake up in 20 years through some modern medical miracle or through some random fluke of statistics Mm -hmm. okay they're 32 years old now physically right the best you can hope for is that through all this there's no long-term brain damage right which again would be like a whole second miracle right and they have the mind of a child, mm-hmm. a 12-year-old child in, what, 2017, 2018? Right. And it is now, um, what, 2038? Mm-hmm. 20, yeah, 2038? Right. And, okay, you have muscle atrophy to deal with. You have, you know age mind deficits to deal with right like you're a physical age and like you know shit you do at 12 is cute when you're 12. Mm-hmm. it's a real big problem when you're like i don't know 5 10 and 32. right like you you have a lot of ground to cover very very quickly to get mental age mm-hmm. in line with physical age Mm-hmm. Potentially in the same time period, you may have lost one or both parents. Mm-hmm. Like if you go by statistics, there's a, there's a risk. Um, a larger risk because there's a traumatic experience. Yeah, you you've missed the rest of middle school. You've missed high school. You've missed college. Mm-hmm. You're 32 years old with the you know educational level uh, of a 12 year old. Right. Well, not only that, but... That's a lot to overcome. That's a lot to overcome. Right, and my comment was this. They don't get both. And this is what gets me about some of these dialects of Christianity. Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't... You can't have it both ways. You either accept that God made doctors, so doctors at least have a clue, and operate under God's theory, or you don't accept medical at all. Well, and even that, I go back to that's abuse and neglect. Even if you choose it for yourself, it's self-abuse, it's self-neglect. True. Like, no, I'm sorry. I, like, I... Again, but maybe makes me a hard problem, but I have problems with religions that refuse blood transfusion, okay? Right. I Like, I get it. I get it. I can understand it. I, I can even, like, sit there and go, okay, that is a choice that you can make for you, yourself, your mm-hmm. body. Right. I have massive problems when you start choosing this for children mm-hmm. because you're the next of kin, mm-hmm. because this is your belief. We don't, we hope it was their belief. Mm-hmm. We hope this is the decision they would have made. This, unfortunately, by some whatever, we hope paper 
uh, document says you're the one to make medical decisions, like that gives me a little more confidence that you're making the one they would have made. Right. But that's also why I think that, and this is why I advocate for anybody over the age of 18, you need a living will with your clear understandings of what you expect. If you own anything more than a sock, you need a will. You need medical and durable power of attorney enlisted to somebody. If you do not want your mother having to make the decision to unplug your life support, to plug in her coffee pot, then you need to have a someone chosen as a miracle durable power attorney that can make those decisions. Yeah, these are very important things, and it, it's frightening. Because, like, I get your 20s are a weird fucking time, okay? Right. But there's a risk. Yeah. Like, and it it's small. It's very small. Mm-hmm. Percentages-wise, not many 20-year-olds are going to be in some horrific accident. Debating it happens. with the insurance company. Well, but it happens. Right. Um, And then you have to deal with, like, someone ends up having to deal with these parents. And, okay, there's there's no will. Right. There's, there's no power of attorney. Right. There's no clue what the hell their beliefs are. Like, you just have to look at the parents and go, what are we doing? Right. What are we doing? Right. And then you have to hope those are the decisions they would want and make. And, hey, Brenda, um, you have to hope that's what they would choose. Yeah. I well, don't know. Is that? Again, this is why I'm saying, please put your wishes in writing. Please, if you own anything more than a sock, have a wheel drawn up. You don't have to go to a lawyer. You can go to eForms. You can go to RainbowLawyer.com. Mm-hmm. Both of those have free resources and will design them to fit your state laws. And you take a happy little trip to the library or a happy little trip to the bank. Doesn't matter which. Mm-hmm. Sign some papers. Put your wishes down. And have the conversation. Yes. Most of all, have the conversation. Yes. Make sure there are other people that are there when you have the conversation. Yes. Like non-relative people, like they can be your friends, mm-hmm. but but lend some credence to the words you're saying because if this ends up in court, mm-hmm. hi, yeah. hi, you're gonna like someone's gonna have to be there and try to help mm-hmm. because this is gonna be he said she said, right? Unless and, in writing, right. All right, so we're going to cover our last news story, and of course, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and do Are You an Asshole? and Relationship Advice Question. Awesome. However, thanks to, you know, Mitch McConnell, you know, I don't know, someone doing his job that day. Yeah, and actually voting for the American people. Mansion, Sanson, sellout mansion. And the House now passing it. Of course, the um, Inflation Reduction Act is headed to President Biden's desk when he returns mm-hmm. for signing. Yep. So consumers may qualify for up to $10,000 or more in climate tax breaks and rebates. Yeah. So what's that work out for? 
Well, it's uh, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act has thousands of dollars in tax cuts and rebates for consumers to buy electrical vehicles, install solar panels, and many other energy efficient upgrades to their home. Mm-hmm. Democrats um, also expected to have an indirect financial benefit to consumers, saving them nearly between $170 to $220 in electrical costs. And some of its specialties won't work until later on, though. Yeah, they're going to work it out later uh, as to what some of the things that qualify are. Right. Um, so, yeah, there, there's there been, like, certain rebates. Because, like, I, I, when we replaced my grandmother's furnace, like, we were actually able to get a rebate. Yeah. From our gas company. Yeah. For changing out our furnace. Mm-hmm. Like, we had to buy it first and then apply for the rebate, but we, we still got it. Well, we got a rebate when we got the new refrigerator. Really? Yeah, they gave us $50 for buying a new refrigerator. Oh, nice. Nice, um, nice. So that was kind of nice. Seventy-five, seven 7500 tax credit for a new electric car. Um, yeah. Like, it can be a lot. Um, 4000 for a used electric car? I'd take that tax credit. Hell yeah. 30% tax credit for solar panels, plus what you'll be saving in electric. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Up to 2000 a year for home efficiency projects. Cool. That could be interesting. Up to 8000 on energy, home energy rebates programs. Okay, so this is two programs. Each is a grant program that would be administrated by the state energy offices. And according to parameters set by the U.S. Department of Energy, states would have to apply for the grants mm-hmm. worth $8.8 billion total. Right. Financial benefits for consumers would vary by their income level and energy savings. One program, the Homes Rebate Program, would pay homeowners who make cuts in their home energy use via efficiency retrofits, like installation HVAC re- installations. Hi. Mm-hmm. They'd be eligible for 50% of the cost of those projects, up to a dollar cap. Right. Um, so, yeah. And then they double for lower income households and yeah, their income must be 80% or less of an area's median income to qualify. Right. Um, so yeah, it's the most for those who need it the most. And then up to 14,000 rebates for efficient appliances. So just mm-hmm. buy an appliance. Right. I mean, heat pumps, water pumps, um, well, a heat pump water heater is seventeen fifty rebate, eight thousand for a heat pump for space heating or cooling, mm-hmm. um, eight hundred and forty for an electric stove or an electric heat pump clothes dryer, um, and then get rebates on non-appliance upgrades, four thousand for an electric load service center upgrade, sixteen hundred for insulation, air sealing and ventilation, and twenty five hundred for electric wiring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now, the there are income limits that apply. The, these rebates aren't available to households earning over 150% of right. an area's median income. Right. I don't know how much this is going to help, though. This is a struggle because, I mean, what the... What is West Virginia's median income? Isn't it like 45000 
Oh, it's even lower. Um, yeah, $26,187. Okay, it's 48 for a household, though. Right. So, yeah, assuming that most of the people that are applying for these are going to be households, I would assume. Right. Um, so $48,037 times, uh, Oh, 1.50 is 72,000. Actually, in West Virginia, that's that's probably a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. But my problem with this is if we're looking at the on the small end, mm-hmm. um, the higher rebates for uh, 26,187, um, that 80 percentile times 0.8, um, yeah, that's that's only twenty thousand dollars worth of income. I can't see having the eight thousand or more to spend. I know, like that's a lot of income to be spending. Like, yeah, I. Hmm. But this is also one of those weird things. There's a rebate. There's this. There's that. It ties all into like this mix, and it brings prices of things down. I know. I, I really hope companies will start getting like, you know, char- I mean, I don't know if they can do it, but like literally charge you a little extra and treat it like a, a, a what an H&R Block rapid refund. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get any money out of it, but you get the appliance. You, you right. get the new HVAC system and they just wait for the rebate check. Right. But what will like, probably just- happen is a lot like that happened with the, the VCRs. As mm-hmm. they became more popular, their price dropped immensely. Well, fair, fair. I would have. Well, I don't know. HVAC units. I mean, yeah, they've gotten more efficient, but they're not that much different now than they were like 50, 60 years ago. Right. Like the the technology has gotten better. Right. But it's not like the prices really haven't. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think, you know, what we were looking at is probably about where that's going to live at. Right. Like, it may go up, but, I mean, hell, the one estimate we had, like, <laughs> hi, you throw $8,000 off of that. Right. All right. Cool deal. Can you take it off up front? Or, like, what right. can we do? <laughs> exactly. Um then yeah, we could do that, but I don't know how many uh, homes at eighty percent of like at twenty thousand to uh, nine forty nine, or let's see, um, times point eight, or like it's right a home like an individual homeowner at twenty thousand nine forty nine, or in or less. And a household at $38,429.60 or mm-hmm. less per year. I don't know how you afford the outlay first and wait. Right. Like, I, I think we really legally need to start considering this aspect. Right. More. Like, you you made a lovely law and it has lots of hope. Right. 
and and you put money behind it. Now, how do we get consumers to qualify and do it in a way that like they don't have to front eight thousand dollars? Right. Considering the average American home or the average American earner is four hundred dollars away from total financial disaster. Right. Like, how do you? That's where I'm at. Is like we don't have good solutions there. Right. We don't. I think it's a great program. I hope lots of people take advantage and and like use the hell out of it. Right. And I think with it needs to be used. I think there's a lot of other things that need to be made easier to access, but at least we're getting movement. And mm-hmm. that's the important part is movement. Oh hell yeah. No, no, I'm down for that. Yeah. Like, no, I'm just saying the how like the household's earning seventy-two thousand dollars a year. Right. Like your top end qualifiers. In West Virginia, you could easily, you know, afford that. Right. Like like you could make that work. Mm-hmm. The household's making like thirty-eight thousand out but then you're if you're at seventy-two thousand, you're only getting like four thousand dollars. That's it. Right. Um, but still, you can swing the whole project and wait for the smaller rebate a lot easier than those at like thirty-eight thousand. Mm-hmm. Like that's almost a quarter of what you make. Right. Well, I think it is, or more. Right. Like that's a lot of money to have in the air. Exactly. All right, guys. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Absolutely. Hi, I'm Tracy Van. I provide a blended reading consisting of mediumship, psychic, and tarot cards. A reading from me can cover any guidance you need from relationships with your partner or your family, spiritual, financial, any questions you may need clarity on. If you would like to book an appointment with me, check out my website, tracyvan.com. That's T-R-A-C-Y. B-A-N-N.com. I have bookings from 15 to 60 minutes you may choose from. That helps if you just have a quick question, need an answer, or if you're looking for a reading in more depth, I'm here to provide the guidance and clarity for you. Uh, Let's just figure it out. Bye. Hi, I'm Dottie the Psychic, and I'm sure you're wondering why I'm not wearing any makeup. Well, one reason is to irritate my social media manager, Asen Knight. Hi, Asen. The other reason is because I like to get to the naked truth about what it means to be a neurodivergent LGBT person with psychic abilities. I've got vlogs, blogs, and podcasts, and videos all related to trying to live my best life and helping witches and bitches do the same thing. So, you can check all that out and get a reading from Dottie the Psychic at D-O-T-T-I-E-The-Psychic.com. Safe travel and much profit to you. 
Hey everybody, Lady Gwendolyn here, and I am here to tell you how to get in contact with me and a little bit about what I do. I am the High Priestess that works with shadow work to help you grow and heal. And I work with um, <clears throat> access bars, Reiki, I do power forms. I'm recently getting into crystal healing, sound therapy as well. So you can go to Lady Gwendolyn Healing. That is L-A-D-Y-G-W-E-N-D-O-L-Y-N-H-E-A-L-I-N-G dot com. Book your appointment with me. I do in person. I do over the phone. I do over Zoom. We can do that as well. Um, my main goal is to help you grow and heal because I've been there, I'm still going through it, and I let my strength help guide you. See you soon. Hi, I'm Ace and Knight. I provide tarot readings covering everything from love and relationships to your life questions and your spiritual answers. And also, I provide a lot of guidance and finances and divorces and all those relationship problems. So, if you'd like to get a reading from me privately, not on air, you can feel free to do so by visiting aceandnight.com and booking your appointment. I also provide on-demand services, so if your life is a little chaotic, you can go ahead and click that Call Now button there on my site. It'll connect you to Keen, and if you've not been with Keen before, you'll get three free minutes to talk with me, so that's great for a quick answer question. All right, guys, back to the show. Enjoy. Bye, y'all. Alright, welcome back. We gotta update that commercial, but that's okay. Oh, what are we gonna fix? Oh, I'm gonna change mine. Mm. I don't know, I may send Dottie's over and have you put lipstick on her just for the heck of it. Do what? Well, you know, that way every week, you know, she can say that and she can still have makeup on. All right, do you have an R, you asshole, or are you taking my mouse pick? Oh, I don't, so I'll take your mouse pick. All right. Magical Ace and Mouse says, what? This should be interesting. He's already found one. Yeah, the, ma the mouse doesn't take long to find it. Copy, paste. There we go. All right. Am I the asshole for buying my best friend ice cream, even though his girlfriend said no? Yesterday, one of my female 29 best friends, Jesse, male 21, bought his girlfriend Morgan, female 23, brought, excuse me, his girlfriend Morgan, uh, female 23, uh, with him to hang out with our friend group. For context, I've known Jesse since we were in the third grade, and Jesse met Morgan two years ago, and they've been dating for a year now. In high school, Morgan was admittedly not very popular, as he was known as the scrawny nerd then. Or at least that's what he says, but I told him I thought he was just socially awkward at worst. A year and a half ago, Jesse decided he was done with all that and started working out. The dude made impressive progress as he's decently lean now, especially with his arms and chest popping, and I'm really proud of the dude. So are all our other friends. Um, I think that was about Jesse, not Morgan. 
Um, but as for Morgan, I've never really had an issue with her. She's never really struck me as the jealous or toxic type. And as long as Jesse's happy with her, I'm happy. Morgan takes fitness pretty seriously. And Jesse told me Morgan kind of helped him uh, help train and educate him at points on his exercise and diet journey. That includes Morgan helping meal prep for the both of them. I know they lift weights six days and cardio once a week. Anyway, Jesse, Morgan, and four friends, three guys and one other girl, and I went out to go see Thor 4, and we went to Coldstone afterwards. As my friends and I started ordering, Jesse poutingly looked at uh, the ice cream. He smiled as he whined to Morgan that he wished he could have some ice cream. Morgan smiled back and said, same here, babe, but we can't. It's legit terrible for our gains. Kissing him on the cheek afterwards. I turned around and said, Jesse should be able to have some ice cream if he wanted. Morgan looked a little taken aback and gently said she knew what she was talking about with this and to please not interfere with Jesse's progress. I was honestly very shocked by how Morgan responded, but wanted to avoid drama. I turned back around. At the table, we were eating our ice cream, and Morgan went to the bathroom at one point. Having known Jesse since we were eight, I could tell he was disappointed about not getting any ice cream. I was like, fuck it, and I went to go buy him a mint chocolate, uh, a mint chip cone. Jesse looked really flattered and thanked me for it, saying, I don't need to do that. He still looked reluctant to take it, and when Morgan came out, she was pissed. She accused me of violating boundaries and saying that I shouldn't have gotten Jesse ice cream after it was explicitly stated that they were both trying to be healthy and follow a routine. I said an ice cream cone every once in a while won't kill games, but Morgan said I was talking out of my ass. Jesse took Morgan out of the parlor before things could escalate, and my other friends thought Morgan was low-key acting like a psycho. That night, Jesse texted me saying he personally wasn't upset about the whole thing, but Morgan was really pissed with me. I don't see what I did wrong. I just got Jesse some ice cream. Maybe I disrespected their dietary goals. I don't know. Am I the asshole? No. I like. I no. I like I'm sitting here trying to twist this one around and try to make any kind of devil's advocate argument, but no, I'm kind of with you. She sounds a little nuts. She's more than nuts. Like she's gone deep, deep. Well, not only that, but she's you know not looking at the slowdown, the metabolic rate. She like her data's wrong. Um, yes, Asen has lost weight here lately. Um. Yes, Asen's gotten into a lot of health information, and some of it is total bullshit. Well, yeah. Well, and and there's there can be this very strict like I don't even know what to call it. It, it, it it's a little culty. It's very culty. It's, it, it's but it but the actual information itself is like. I don't know if it's written that way just to try to prevent as much like you know like goofing off as possible right or if people actually solidly believe right like this like you can't make any other choice right you you have to only do this because i'm sorry if 
If I were 21, mm-hmm. I don't care how many games I had made. If that came at the cost of you may never have a single ice cream cone, a single ice cream cone again. Mm-hmm. Like, I I mean, I'm sitting here. The only devil advocate thing I can come up with is, like, if they've already had their cheat day and blown it. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was bad. It was real bad. Right. It was like ice cream by the gallon cheat day bad. Mm-hmm. On one hand, I could understand, like, no, seriously, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. But I would also have to take into account, like, it's really hard to get a group of people together and go out somewhere afterwards. Mm-hmm. And expect someone to just sit there and watch people. Right. Well, not only that, but that's torturous. Uh, first of all, that's torturous. Second of all, it's bad data. They are working out six days a week, cardio one day a week. Okay. That's seven days a week with no respite, and they're not buffering it with anything. Their metabolism is going to slow down so damn much that they're not going to be able to smell ice cream without losing gains. If they are not doing that. Furthermore, ice cream is a dairy. Yes, there are sugars, so you got to stay within your sugar count. What else did he eat that day? Where was the sugar at? Where was his plan at? Morgan's not even, you know, she's this diehard crazy person. It's probably going green shots three days a week. And there was a big um, healthy fitness person that in a video I watched earlier. So I find this really amazing. Um, looking at some of these diets, and they're like 1,200, 1,400 calories. And if you do that consistently, you're going to slow your metabolical rate down to where you aren't losing weight. Yeah. I just, none of this sounds healthy. Yeah. None of this sounds healthy. No, no, Not to healthy. mention, well, yeah, and Brenda makes the point of she's extremely controlling. Also, he's a grown man. Yeah, no, that's, I think, another issue I have here is that, like, dude, you're 21 years old. If you want ice cream, you're getting ice cream. Yeah. Let your girlfriend be pissed. Yeah. Like, but one, she shouldn't be. Right. It's ice cream. Right. It's it's not a truckload of ice cream. It is not a lifetime supply of ice cream. It is not 50 ice cream cones in one week. We mm-hmm. can all agree that's an unhealthy amount of ice cream. Right. One ice cream cone while out with friends... I mean, you're you're. It, it's not an alcoholic beverage that's going to send you off the wagon and, and ruin all your you know years of sobriety. Right. It's not one cigarette that's going to undo you know years of being a non-smoker. Right. But you know, it's it's an ice cream cone. Right. But let's talk about like, what we're actually talking about here. It's 270 calories. It is five minutes at uh, four points on the treadmill. Really? Like, it sounds like you're leaving this to go work out anyway. Right. Like, if you don't do it immediately after, like, you're probably waking up at, like, 4 a.m. Or just leaving at 4 a.m. Well, but you know what I mean. Like, you're getting out. Yeah, like, you're doing the 4 a.m. I'm more worried from as his friend over the control of the girlfriend, like Brenda points out. Is this healthy? No. No. Is this proper? No. Is this problematic? Oh, hell yeah. And, well, and to clarify, is that over the ice cream alone or just the behavior of the girlfriend in general? Just the behavior of the girlfriend in general. 
Yeah. Like, and meanwhile, on the ice cream, no, I'm sorry. If right, I really struggle to believe that one ice cream cone. Like, you would have to present me with a lot of data. Yes. To to believe, truthfully and honestly, that one moment of I had an ice cream after a movie, right, is just going to be so insurmountable. Such a horrible setback. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Really? Like, why? What? Like, is your I, diet plan built that badly? Like, I know there's this whole nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Bullshit. I think it's bullshit. Yeah. Like, no, I'm sorry. I can think of many things that taste better probably than skinny. Um, well, feel. and I get that, but at the but, same time, what my, my other problem is, is how she's dealing with this. Everyone knows that I've gone, you know, to the, I'm going to the gym every day of the week. Um, I'm dieting a good bit. Joe, how many diet things have gotten thrown at you since I tried to kill you? Um, almost none. There is the cauliflower. I, I'm the cauliflower, the zucchini, and uh, I will have to say we like you, you've been really into the wraps. I like have a lot been... of tortillas, a lot of tortillas in my life. Yeah, but those are quick, easy meals. Well, they are, but the, like they're also like more generally healthy meals. Right. Um, but no, but no, like, and I, I'll, I'll like, I, I'm wishy-washy on the tortilla one, but now the cauliflower and like, like I drew the line on that one. I was like, no, we're done. Like hey, you, like you can do what, fries. and I've been like, you can do whatever you want. Uh-huh. I'm not having any more, uh, cauliflower mashed potatoes. I'm done. My body says no. Mm-hmm. This is not mashed potatoes. It's not going to believe it's mashed potatoes. It doesn't like these as mashed potatoes. Now, do the little cauliflower fries. You cover them with a little, well, lightly sprinkle, whatever. With yeah. the Parmesan, I'm fine with that. I'm cool with that. Oh, what? I can see Joe informing you of what you could and could not do, especially in front of friends. Hilariously, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way in hell I expect him to listen. Yeah. Like, shit. Like, no, I'd be like, uh uh-uh, uh, you cannot have ice cream. Mm mm, no. I'm gonna know I'm gonna watch him walk over and get the damn ice cream. He's gonna get a double scoop just to be like, fuck you. Yes, I can. <laughs> um, and then, you know, next thing you know, we, we may inadvertently go to Cold Stone like 52 times in the next, For the next month. In the next week. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but like, we no, I'm not gonna tell each other what we can't do. Most of the times we're giving permission on things we can do. Yeah. Um, like, I, I'm, like, one, I'm just not really hardcore into the you can do this, you can't do this, or you should do this, or you should, shouldn't do this. Like, I mean, we'll have conversations about stuff, and it's like, I don't know if that's a good idea, and here's why. 
Right. And, like, generally speaking, like, he's free to take that or not. Exactly. Uh, you know, like, I, there's not a lot of things I draw really hard limits around my work. Well, but even that, I've been forceful with that. I haven't drawn necessarily hard limits. Again, it's you can do whatever you want to do, but here's what I think. Mm -hmm. And I really think you need to listen. And I will repeat this a few times until you hear me. Yes. Um, like, that I get a little more aggressive about. And that mostly centers around, like, you're doing too much. Yes. You need to stop. Yes. Before you cuss out a client, mm -hmm. you need to sign out. Yes. Like, and these are, and, and I'm not joking, these are legit conversations we've had to have. Right. Um, the, the last one especially, like, you, you used to be really bad about trying to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Like, even though you were having a bad day and you're not feeling well and, and you just keep focusing on the numbers... And it's like, I need more money. I need one more client. I need one more this. I need one more 30-minute call. I need one more this. And it's like, honey, you do this. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is the this is how aggressive this conversation got. It took like three tries. Honey, you keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And here's what happens. Right. You sit there on that network, you get angry and frustrated, and you go downhill from one call to the next. Mm-hmm. Because you get increasingly more agitated and more annoyed. And then the next call comes in, maybe not the immediate next call, but a next call comes in that just amps you a little more. Mm -hmm. And then what ultimately happens every single time you do this, mm -hmm. you get a one-star feedback. Yep. And a client and gets so fucking chasing his ass. Yeah. Or whatever. Like yeah. they, they get a very harsh answer to their to their situation. Mm -hmm. They leave a one star review. You can't even argue it because it's legit. Mm -hmm. Technically, it's legit. Like maybe their question was stupid. Maybe their thing was stupid. But you, on your side of it, mm -hmm. like you, you weren't delivering. Well, got to get off the network. Exactly. And this is the exact conversation, almost verbatim, probably, we've, we've had. had. Yeah, is realizing that, yeah, you know, there are some nights the clients aren't for me. Hmm? Every every psychic client out there is not for me. A lot of them cannot take my, you're a fucking idiot. You're running this great man off the fucking planet and away from you as far away as possible because you won't listen when he says, I've got to work. Which sounds kind of cute and funny when he says it right now. And this was part of the whole conversation we had to have, though, was right here, this sounds cute. Like, most clients would giggle and find it funny. Right. When it's, like, three in the morning and he's been on a string of bad calls, and it it comes out a lot more hateful and a yeah. lot more aggressive. And, it, it like, it's still meant in the same tone. Mm -hmm. that he says it right here but how it gets delivered is more like you know well hello stupid uh-huh of course he's not gonna do that right and it, it's that tone like you lose the ability to control the tone right 
and like clients start hearing this more really aggressive, really hateful tone, and they're not wrong when they leave that feedback. No, like mm -mm, you weren't being nice at all. You were very rude. <laughs> I, that's my not, and you can go through and look at my feedback, and yeah, I've got very rude, very rude, and I'm like, yeah, I am rude. I've done told you twelve times. Not alone when he's working. Do you oh, need yeah. a brick house to fall on your fucking ass? Yeah. Do you want to keep ruining this relationship? Yeah, like, Brenda's like, Tone, I have to, uh, she laughs and says, I have to watch mine. I don't realize when it slips sometime. Yeah, I have to watch mine. Um, well, and then I have a brother that he is the king of deadpan. Mm -hmm. Deadpan. He will look you dead in the eye. You will think the man hates your guts mm -hmm. as he says something. Mm -hmm. There is no emotion, no inflection, no nothing. It is the most guttural, like, you, blah, blah. and it's like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, like, five seconds later, when you're sitting there, like, what the hell? <laughs> mm -hmm. He busts out laughing because he made a joke. And yeah funny yeah and you're still sitting there going what the fuck are you laughing about that okay it was a joke all right my brother told a joke okay got it got it now right. <laughs> like we're about to have a very serious conversation <laughs> right all right so we're moving into relationship advice however this isn't coming from reddit and joe's going to summarize it for you oh, i'm going to summarize it yeah the okay. psa that i shared with you PSA you shared with me from the private forum. Uh... Oh, 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 oh. So yeah, the whole bipoly reader thing. Yes. Oh my god. Hold on, I have to go grab that one. There you go. <laughs> Coming at okay. you. Like, if you can actually just copy and paste the text, because otherwise, like, I have to do some things yeah. to get a hold of that. Yeah. And I wanted to bring this up. This actually fits this segment. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. And it's, and it's very much an issue that I don't, like, and just from the forum, I don't think people get, like, no, this is really serious. Yeah, like, this is going to have to come yeah. through Facebook because it can't accept all the text. Oh, yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, that's why you are going to summarize this in broad strokes, and then we're going to talk about it. All right, so here's the scenario. Is um, a psychic and her husband who are, I believe, both bi and uh, they're in a poly relationship. Right. Um, I've run into a bit of a problem mm -hmm. in a place that, honestly, I don't think they expected or even we would have necessarily thought. Right. But, yeah, so apparently, it turns out, psychic advisors, okay, this is the thing. You kind of expect to be a little more open, a little more like life is this giant thing. Some things are considered morally bad, but, you know, maybe that works for you. 
Like they're like they're not harmful to others per mm -hmm. se. Um and, and just, you know, live and let live, people. Live and let live. Yeah. Um, and they'll take in, try to give you guidance and advice and tell you what they think and what, what they see and what the cards are telling them and you know, right. do the mediumship, do the psychic, do the tarot, do the things. Right. Apparently, there are advisors that get really hung up on their own personal beliefs and distill those into every single reading. Now, in many cases, that's not so bad if that client that they're talking to is fairly like them. Right. But apparently, Bi and Polly does not set well with a lot of psychics. Right. And so the responses can get... Um, out there yeah um in terms of like not just like misreading the situation and being like your you know like your husband or your wife is cheating on you but going so far as to like attack clients mm -hmm. for the fact right that they're in this bi-poly relationship and that they're just using that to justify cheating and this whole like come to Jesus. Right. Um, you heathen scum kind of response. Right. Which floored me, floored you. Yeah. As to, oh, oh, okay, now hold on, back it up. Um, you mean to tell me someone paid for this? Yeah. You paid. You paid to get spoken to that way. Like you, you didn't molest a child, you didn't commit a murder, you you didn't rape anyone, right? You didn't sexually assault anyone. Now, argumentatively, okay, I understand not the multitude of life experience that everyone has. Right. It's different. I get that. We get that. We all get that. It's it's not. You know, we've been fed a lot of monogamy. Mm-hmm. We have been fed a lot of one man, one woman, till death do us part, forever and ever, amen, anything else, you fucked up. Right. We've been fed a lot of that. And, and I understand a lot of people, that's their bread and butter, that's what they live with, that's their lived experience, that's what they know, that's what their friends know, as far as they know. Right. Okay, I can understand, to mm -hmm. a small extent, that maybe you would have some reservations right and go mm, okay i'm right. not comfortable with this i'm not familiar with this right. i don't think i'm the best reader for you to talk to like you know i wish you all the best right like but instead these readers are really going out of their way to like tear this couple and others uh, presumably, who call in and try to talk to them about their po you know, their poly situation or their bi situation. Right. I'm. I, well, what even got me? What got me even more scared, uh, aggravated? And then we'll get into my advice section here. Mm -hmm. Was that they had had readers attempt to convince them that they aren't poly, that they aren't bi, and that they aren't anything except cis, female or male, 
and that they should end the relationship immediately and repent to God because they are not following their chosen path. That's a lot. I was like, it took me an hour to figure out how to reply to this forum post. Yeah. Without going, what the fuck is my profession doing? And why the hell are my do clients have to go through this shit? Now, I'm rude. I can be an asshole. I, if a brick house has to fall on you, honey, I am the Wicked Witch of the West throwing them at you yeah. if you're fucking up your life. Well, now, argumentatively, argumentatively, let's, let's take a moment. It sounds like these other advisors are that as well. Like, they are trying to hit them with everything they've got to be like, you are fucking up your life, dudes. Yeah. I'm just going, but, like, is that... So that's one of the first questions I had is like, is that legit the situation? Like, are these advisors right? It, like, they've had multiple advisors. And we've had this debate before about right. people that go to multiple advisors, mm -hmm. get the same fucking advice everywhere they go. Right. But this and then is they still like don't listen. a 20-year relationship working in this dynamic, happily okay. in this dynamic. Um and all they're doing is basically test reading. And what I mean by Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that created its own, own yeah. thing. Um, that's a whole different side note to this. We'll go through just real, real quick. So, yeah, apparently having no other defense available. Mm -hmm. um, apparently this is this group of psychics. Their only thing was to actually just be really pissed. Uh-huh. That someone was playing "quote unquote" stump the psychic, right? Which and is not like, what they were doing. They were test yes. reading, because as you guys see, I have other psychics. We have co-hosts, and if they couldn't read their ass out of a paper bag, they wouldn't be on my show. I yeah. wouldn't recommend clients to them. Well, and typically, stump the psychic is a thing, and yeah. it is something that psychics really. Just side note: things I've learned. Because uh, this conversation comes up fairly often, um, it, it's a thing that really your psychic fucking hates. Don't don't play games. Right. Don't sit there and play games. I, I mean, there there's instances where you can get away with that when they know it's occurring. Mm -hmm. But don't go in and blind play that game. Right. Um, because it just really, really, it, it's really aggravating. Right. Um, from what I understand, at least, when you're sitting there trying to professionally do a reading and someone is just telling you, no, that's not right. No, that's not right. No, that's not right. And you like you are down the line, like you're telling them, like your spouse has brown hair, green eyes. You know, they're wearing a purple shirt. They're standing in the driveway and right. you're sitting there going, nope, 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 nope to all of those. And the psychic sitting here going, okay, one of two things is occurring. Mm -hmm. Either I'm latched on to someone else, mm -hmm. which is unlikely, right? or you're playing games with me. Right. And now we're in this, like, do I confidently state you're lying to me? Mm-hmm. Or do I go, you know, because that's probably the 99th percentile what's occurring. Mm -hmm. Or do I assume the one percentile chance that mm -hmm. somehow mm -hmm. 
I have latched on to someone else. Right. On what, how, I don't know, but it, like, technically it can happen. Right. Technically it can happen. Right. It's really low percentiles. At, like, my 99.1 is, like, just right. pulled out of my Very ass. low percentile. But anyhow. Really low. All right. To my advice side of this. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at an advisor, look at their ads. You can tell from their ads what type of advice they can comfortably cover. Mm-hmm. You know, if they, if here's an example, an advisor that probably should not read on a complex poly relationship or a relationship with multiple pronouns involved is one that goes, my gifts are God given according, you know, total religious salt of the Bible ad. I almost I mean, guarantee you, if you are an alternative in any direction, they're not going to be able to handle it. High likelihood. High likelihood. High likelihood. Yeah. We're not saying that everyone that does that is necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. It's just more likely than not. And here's why. And this has nothing to do with the quality of the reader. This has to do with their knowledge base. Yeah. And how they can turn that into information that helps you. Right, and this was the biggest comments in this forum, and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? In 2022, you do not understand how to read this energy. That it's not... Oh, well, yeah. oh that was the biggest thing, was not being able to understand it. Just, yeah. And, and that, it, like, that, I, like, that part I could understand. Right. Like, I could understand a reader going, what the hell am I seeing? Yeah. You have a wife and a boyfriend, and she is a girlfriend and they're what the hell are y'all doing yeah and like i could totally see an advisor like telling a client that like maybe a little nicer a little better word choice you know what okay i'm so confused right now right i'm seeing a feminine energy that you're married to i'm seeing a a male energy you're in a relationship with and uh-huh. then I'm seeing a female energy that she's in a relationship with. And then there's this other dude. Uh-huh. Well, am I in the right zip code right now? Right. <laughs> like, I could understand that. I And I would think any client should be able to go, okay, you know what? This isn't Dick and Jane went up a hill to fetch a pail of water. That's not my life. <laughs> um, well, it was. And then, you know. Dick fell down, broke his crown, fell on some other dude's dick. Anyway, there's a whole lot going on. Right. Like, it's a very complicated, complicated situation. Right. I could see an advisor coming back with, like, okay, and help me out here. Am I in the right zip code? <laughs> yeah. So that scares me in my profession, that they're not staying up to date with current information of how to read this complex energy. Mm-hmm. What is even more scary is if you are on the phone with an advisor and you are not cyst, tell them. Tell them. Mm-hmm. It'll be a lot easier to understand from the advisor point. 
And if the advisor is uncomfortable with that situation, they should have someone to recommend you to. Or at least be like, hi, I'm the wrong advisor for you. I am so sorry. You have a great day. I'll send you some minutes. No. You oh, have a great well, day. no, because that won't help. Yeah. You can't. Sending minutes won't help. Uh, you have a great day. Contact customer service. I'm emailing them now. I will be refunding this call. Yeah. There you go. One way or another, like, hi, right. you shouldn't be paying for this. I can't help you. Right. But the other side of that is how can they, after sister wise, after um, more than two, after all this television show, all these articles in the magazines, in the papers about the developments of polyamorous relationships becoming more of a normal situation, after LGBTQ issues becoming more the norm, not know what that energy looks like. And then to make the statement, and one of the advisors, which I have very little respect for, says, oh, I think I have friends of friends who might be. I don't know. I've never heard of There's that. a really good reason you don't know. No one trusts you with this information. Yes. Like, hi. No one trusts you with knowing this. Right. No one trusts you enough to be part of their life mm -hmm. and be in this situation because they already know you can't handle it. Right. You or the comment of, oh, I have, gay, I have gay customers. I'm sorry. I read that as same as saying, oh, I have Black POS Black. customers. POC. POC. POC, not POS. Okay. POC. POC customers or customers with, the, it's like. Point of sale is not your customer. No, you don't. No, you don't. So, again, please, please, please read the ads. Read the communications. Look at it. Oh, yeah. And then we got into one more debate over this. Mm -hmm. Is like, there was this one, and bless her, or bless their heart. I don't remember if it was her. It probably was. Um, but anyway, bless her heart. Started going into, well, you know, when anyone's dealing with a reader, they should really, you know, take time and make sure that they explain their situation. I'm sitting here going, you know, for some of us, um, that requires, like, a whole 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I have friends that if they tried to explain all that, as like this, one, you're expecting a customer to know they need to do this. One. Two, okay, so the customer knows they need to do this. That's That could be a 30-minute phone call. Right. Just to go, are you the advisor I need to talk to? Right. Like, for some people, it's it's complicated. It's real complicated. There's a lot of complications. Right. Like there is gender non-binary who is dating, you know, someone who is trans and they're also poly, but you know, like, and then there's all these things going on and a lot of different issues right? and, and situations and like, cause no, I'm sorry. Like you pointed out in, in, in at one point is like the worst thing that happens in poly is Google calendar crashes. Okay. Exactly. Because it's complicated and we need scheduling. Well, not only that, but, you know, David's like, we have to have a fucking flowchart up here to keep up with all these people sometimes. 
with some colored yeah, yeah. string just to figure it out. And I'm like, yeah, no big deal. And he's like, yeah, it's no damn big deal. They're not listening to their guides. They're not listening to the information. They're not listening to the question. Yeah. Well, and and then I don't know. Is it just me? Um, I didn't think this was part of the deal anyway. Like, I'm I, I'm sorry. I know it is a deeply ingrained, you know, like gift slash skill. Mm-hmm. And I get that, and this 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 ties into who you are, and religion, and spirituality, and like a, a lot of things come into play here, right? But at the end of the day, help me understand. In the instance in which you are getting advice from a higher source. For a person, how is that any different than I set up a network for you? I, I don't need to, to love you. Right. You don't have to be my friend. Mm -hmm. You have to pay my invoice. Mm -hmm. But I don't have to love you. I don't have to I, I don't have to respect you. Right. I don't have to respect what you do for a living. I don't have to particularly think we should hang out. Mm-hmm. I can still set up your network and I've done it. I've had clients like that. And this is the problem that I see. And I have a large problem with this part of the psychic professional community. Mm -hmm. They think they need to read for everybody. And those people must fit their idealism. No, I don't care what I'm reading on. Your husband's cheating on you. You asked me if he's cheating. Yeah, he's cheating. We go into the delve of the cheating. That isn't me to convince you that it's not really cheating. He's truly poly and you need to, no, that's not my department. No. That's not my job there. If, if y'all's agreement if y'all's arrangement was you know till death do us part we are married and monogamous and he's slipping it to someone else mm -hmm. okay see that is cheating it's cheating y'all don't have another agreement that is not your advisor's place to tell you you need another agreement right i mean maybe that comes up in a reading like where do you see this going mm-hmm like maybe that comes up right. where it's like i see this potentially working out mm -hmm. but you're gonna have to get comfortable with them with other people right and that's the only way this works out but that's not my place to say that my place not to say, just yes he's English. cheating you need to have a discussion with him about what you want to have occur here or you need to burn his shit. one of the two not my department i do not get where readers get the audacity to try to make them converge and commit into their viewpoint of whatever. That would be Honestly, like me attempting to converge people into doing the 10 minutes in yoga, the writing up five things you want to manifest, and the two hours at the gym every day. No. I think it, personally, I almost see it as like the dark side of fuzzy bunnies. Right. Like, like the fuzzy bunny readers that are going to try to get you to your happy ending, no matter how many times they have to restack the deck. Right. 
like they they pull all 72 cards 78 mm -hmm. cards 72 70 which one is it is it 72 or 78 i can't remember 78 thank you so they pull all 78 cards and then they pull all 78 cards again and then they'll do it again until they mm -hmm. get you to your happy ending right i think it's the dark side potentially of it is that yes they're fuzzy bunnies Mm -hmm. They're trying to get you to your happy ending, but then they think it's their responsibility mm -hmm. to do whatever it takes uh -huh. to get you there that may also include mm -hmm. being abusive. Uh -huh. Like, let's call it what it is. It's abusive. That's it's not abusive. a reason. That's abuse. That That's abuse. That is, you are paying. I hope you're sadomasochistic. I hope right. you're kinky as fuck. If you paid for that reading and didn't call customer service and go, wait a second, motherfucker. Right. All right, guys. So I want to highlight this feedback because mm -hmm. this is the feedback if someone forgot what an advisor's job is. Yep. That's it. It's my business to say what the cards say. Not my business how you live your life. Ask a question. Get, get an, an answer. answer. Like. I mean, do we do we want to talk about like it's not that he, like it's not like he doesn't have clients, and I, I think you won't mm -hmm. have a problem with me saying this. It's not like you don't have clients that you get off the phone. And it's like oh, I need a shower. Mm -hmm. Like oh, I need a shower. Mm -mm, no, that one need not call me back again. I don't. Mm -mm, I don't need to see all that. Yeah. It, every advisor does. I'll tell you right now, any advisor who says they have never had a client that made them want to go take a shower. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. They have all, every single one has had a client that is like, oh, not the client for me. Mm -mm, no, I answered the question. I was professional. I did my job. Yep. Get them away from me. Don't ever let them book again. Mm -hmm. I don't need to see that. Don't need to be a part of that. Don't want to feel that. Don't experience that. Mm -mm, no, sir. No, ma'am. I am done with that one. Right. But and that's acceptable. Time, that's acceptable. That's acceptable. At the same time, it's not my point to induce my morals onto them. It is also not my point. And people don't like it about that, me. They will call me and ask. And they're basically asking for permission to end a relationship. And I'm like, I can't give you that permission. You have to take that decision. Oh, yeah. Let me talk about the fact you really don't like those. No. No, because those are always the ones they... And it's more like you're okay with them on a one level. It's like, fine, if that's how you want to spend your time and money is like laying out the 104 mm -hmm. billion reasons you need to leave this jackass. Like the universe has given you every fucking sign on the planet. You need to leave this jackass. Mm-hmm. And you want to call and lay out all 104 billion reasons mm -hmm. and then go, but what do the cards say? And of course, leave the motherfucker. Yes. Like, not that there's actually cards that are exactly that, but fundamentally. Devil, power, um, death, <laughs> lovers. Yeah, that, that lover's upside down, even. Right. Like, yeah, no, that would be your leave the motherfucker. 
that's that's what that is. And then they will still sit and have a conversation about, well, you know, I'm just not sure. Like, he has I mean, abused you. He has put you in the hospital. He is cheating on you with three other women. He has children by five other women. And you don't understand the point of leave the motherfucker and do not call him again. Yeah. You have blocked him on every social media page and blocked his phone number. And he's calling your mother. Leave yeah. the motherfucker. Like, now, but this sometimes goes two ways. Sometimes you love these clients in the end. Right. But like that first phone call, sometimes you, you're just like, Mm-mm, I'm done for the night. Yeah. Like this has tried my patience. I've been on the phone with this woman for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. She has every sign in the known universe mm-hmm. to leave this man. And she just called me and we had a 45 minute conversation about it. Yep. But some of these it literally is this is all they needed right was was this higher power confirmation that yes you have seen the signs read them correctly Mm -hmm. and yes you are making the right choice right thank you and good night right and then they go they do the thing and they call you back later you know somewhere in the middle of the divorce somewhere Mm -hmm. after the divorce Normally after after they've packed a U-Haul, wherever. And they're great, wonderful clients from then on out. And and they pre-screen their relationships because, well, quite frankly, if if you've had a relationship or you had 104 billion reasons to leave, you may or may not immediately trust your judgment of other people. That is fair. That is fair. That's fair. Um, But you'll pre-screen, you will talk to him, and, and he will love you as a client. Yeah. But that first call is the one where it's like, mm, mm-hmm. mm, how much more did spirit have to intervene? <laughs> like, possibly you throw, you know, but it, uh, often I see clients that get to that point and they get out of a relationship and within three months they're in another relationship that's exactly what they wanted. Yeah. 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 And again, great clients love them dearly. You yeah. do. You do. But that first call, mm-mm, it's like, what else did Spirit have to do? Drive the damn U-Haul. Right. <laughs> so here's the thing. To my poly clients and to the poly people watching, if you need a psychic that can handle a poly relationship, uh-huh. not a problem. We got your post notes, your string ready. David will connect out the energy. He's already told me that one. It's like, please give me something we haven't seen. Yeah. Now he's still gonna get bitchy about cowboys and cowgirls. Oh, and I cowgirls. hate a cowboy. Yeah, he. No, he's gonna give you some harsh words about those. But otherwise, yeah. as long as those everyone's a nice, intelligent, a happy adult, multi-hexodentous hinge relationships, we got that covered, guys. Hey, Dottie. But yeah, no, he's cool with the rest. Like, but I'll tell you right now, he hates someone cowboying a relationship. And mm-hmm. for those not aware who, who haven't seen the video where we explained that one, that is someone who comes into a poly relationship a- expecting to uh, pick one from the herd and move them off to the side and split them off of the, the polycule, um, whatever poly form you have we call them polycules yes split them off and ride them into a new relationship right 
Yeah, that's Cowboying 101, and it, yeah. Mm. I also hate Unicorn Hunters. Nah. I mean, they can be bad. They can be bad. Yeah, Predatorial Unicorn Hunters, I hate also. Ding, 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 ding. The first word is the most important word. Unicorn hunting is a thing, and it's a little weird sometimes, and that's where you're looking for the perfect partner for the both of you. Mm Mm-hmm. The exact perfect partner that is that, that creates a triangle. And you just... But now predatory ones. Yeah, no, I think we're all there. Well, and I think predatory anyone in, in the poly world. That, like, that's fair game for being like, no, we don't like you. Right. Don't abuse and exploit poly just to get what you want. Exactly. Like, please don't do that. I mean, granted, if it's just the login to a Disney Plus account, I can understand that. Disney Plus is a little expensive. Netflix is expensive. I mean, money's money. Like, monogamy in this economy? Really? No. All right, guys. We hope you've enjoyed tonight's conversations. We are going on two hours and 20 minutes. We're sorry we weren't on Friday night. It was planned. It didn't work out, so we had to work over, so we had to switch it around. Yes. Yes. Oh, Dottie's had this experience of unicorn hunters. Ah. So, yeah. That's because she throws around so much glitter. Uh, You know, there's that. Yeah. There is that. Uh Uh-huh. Like, but no, I I, I think it's one of those things. I don't have a problem with unicorn hunters. You're trying to form your own relationship triad the way you want to or quadrad Mm -hmm. or whatever it's formed. Mm-hmm. You want a perfect partner to do that who is equally involved with everyone. I, I can get that. Mm-hmm. But when you use it to exploit people and do bad things to them, yeah, I'm no. Blame cheap triad where romances? What? Okay, we got to wait for Brenda to explain that one. All right, break this down, Brenda. We will hold the show for this, but, you know. And it's like, you know, I have some lovely clients that are in BDSM relationships, and and they get so freaked out, you know, trying to convince. They've called advisors, and the advisors are, like, going through the domestic battery program, and it's like, Mm-mm-mm. Wrong department. I, like, I'm sorry, but it's really, really not domestic violence if someone screams out, yes, daddy, harder. Right. No, or yes, mommy, harder. Mm-hmm. Um, No, no, no. Right. Like, you, you really got to slow down the tape for that one. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you caught that line, because if you hear that line... Mm-hmm really good chances it's not domestic violence it may look like it right okay so brenda says popular wolf shifter books two male alphas looking for the one perfect mate to complete required triad oh oh very interesting I would be interested, uh, Brenda, and we're not holding the show for this one, but, um, like, I'm just interested now. Like, I want to go read a thing and find out how screwed up this genre is. Omega Um, Omega Universe isn't that screwed up. What? It's the Omega Universe. It isn't that screwed up. 
Okay. I'm a little traumatized. You know what this is off the top of your head now. Um, Honey, I read uh, a lot. But no, Brenda, send me a link to just like a typical book. It doesn't have to be a great one or a worst one. Just I'm curious now. Yeah. Like I read lots of things anyway. Hey, I just finished Gone. That's actually. I know. Your nephew will be so proud of you. Mm hmm. So when are you starting a Psychop series? Oh, God. I'm afraid to. That's what I am. I'm afraid yeah. to. Um, I'm afraid to start that series because you inadvertently introduced me to it. Like, uh -huh. it was just supposed to be things for you to listen to, to fall asleep. And meanwhile, he starts on chapter two, and I laid in that bed all the way to God only knows how many chapters. Uh-huh. And I could not fall asleep because I, and I'm literally having the thought process. I have to get out of this bed mm -hmm. because otherwise I'm going to lay here all night and listen to this book and get zero sleep. Uh huh. So I did like, cause of course he didn't tell me 10 minutes after he fell asleep. I could have turned it off. 22, but okay. Let me get into RAM. Whatever. Yeah. I, like, so I went and slept on the couch and I wake up the next morning. He's standing at the end of the couch going, what the fuck, man? Yeah. But and no, I'm like, read your book. Well, like, no, I would love you to read Psychop. I would love you to read um, Darkest Night, um, Armor of the Heart. There's a few other books I think you should read. Okay. That's fine. We can play with that. Yeah. But no, I finished Gone. Gone is a really nice um, uh, young adult fiction. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. part. It's the first book in the Gone series. Right. Um. Oh God, I don't have the author in front of me. Anywho, um. But it was actually really, really good. It's great. I would say older teen because there mm -hmm. is like depending upon where you are with foul language and right. your teen. Um. Granted, it, it's basically about teens who suddenly find themselves in a world where there's no one over uh, the age of fifteen. Mm-hmm. And the chaos that ensues. You know, that's not something we should talk about on the show one night. Oh. Um, okay. Authors. Yeah. Because there's some really good authors out there, I think, that needs to be spotlighted. I, you know, I've struggled to find authors I really get into past, like, four books. See, like, this there's is other gonna authors be... that I'm, like, 26 books in and going... God, I want some more of you. Oh, yeah. Like, Mercedes Lackey, for Christ's sake, let that woman... Like, is she still living? Please tell me she's still living. That woman can write a book. Like, I don't care. She can write a book. Like, she has never duplicated herself. She, I, she, I hear she's half crazy, but... Um, Jordan Lord, he can write a book. Well, she can write a book. But no, Mercedes Lackey, let's see, she's she's still with us, yay. Just wanted to make sure, I know she's an older author. Right. Like, she's had books out forever. Um, oh, God knows how many books has she written. Right. Like, it's its own separate page, okay? Um, but yeah, like, there, like, go check that out sometime. There's a lot of books. Right. Like, just her series alone list is too mm -hmm. long to read. It's longer than most authors' bibliographies. Right. Um, great author, 
I don't think she's ever repeated herself. Right. Prolific author. Crazy. I hear. Crazy. But great author, worth reading. Pick up anything she has written. It'll be amazing. You'll love it. My problem is I struggle to find authors that can make it past four books with me in a series before mm-hmm. I'm like, read it three books ago. Right. So, read it two know, books ago. Brenda, let us know if you want to hear what we're reading. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about that on another show. Brenda's a Patreon. All Patreons can let us know if you want to hear us talk about some of the authors we would like, um, some of the books that we require reading for people to be in our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Darn lot. it, is that what I should have done? I should have made you read every book by Mercedes Lackey. Well, you know, I found Grapes of the Wine quite well, but lacking in a few pieces. That's Mary Rodolph. Uh-huh. Last of the Wine. Also, author I love. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you found that book lacking. Oh, she could have gone into much more detail. Okay, this is a lesbian in what, like the 50s? Yeah. Like, I think she did pretty well not to get, like, committed for what she did write. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. Right. Like, yeah, like I'm trying to remember Last of the Wine. When was that published? That's an old book, but it reads like y'all, if you're a gay man, I'm just saying Last of the Wine, it is evergreen. You will not find this to be a book that feels like it is, you know, written old timey style. Like it is mm, 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 mm. 1956 is the publication date. You could have gotten away with more. No, it was good where it was. Thank you very much. We'll dis- We'll agree to disagree. We'll agree to disagree. But two thumbs up over here. I give it two thumbs up. I'm just like comparing that to like a Castino book. Okay, but come on. Come on, man. I mean, when you can see the tile in the winery... Okay, fair enough. Okay. All right, guys. We will hold that topic for another show. Yes. Um, since Brenda said yes. But look, we were talking about our Patreons. And yes, our Patreons get to do a lot of stuff. Um, just show topics. Give us approval for ideas. Um, get to see content you guys don't get to see, i.e. Asen's first vlog, which he thinks he's going to try another one to show his new everyday routine. Um, oh, you finally got that posted? Yeah, it's to Patreons only, though. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so of course we want to thank Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda Bryant, Ashley Guest, Shannon C, Shannon D, Lady Gwendolyn, Charles Shaw, Dottie the Psychic, Tracy Dan, Donna White, and the Laughing Tree Grove. If you'd like to learn more about us, the show, or how you, too, can become a Patreon and Receive all the wonderful benefits our baristas receive. Please visit us at pcspnetwork.com. Yes, and tomorrow we will be doing Psychic of the Plants. I'll also be posting the promo codes because we do have 
two classes coming up. One is the Art of Scrying, and that'll, of course, my patrons and Inner Circle both get that one free. And then I'm also teaching Tarot 101 for free for Patreons. Or you can go ahead and book your seat. Um, I'm also going to be teaching the Book of the Old Law on the 28th at 8 o'clock. And we will be going into detail about how this is so relevant to today's times. And then, as always, you know, you can book an appointment with me. Go to aceandnight.com. You can also go there and use my on-demand services and reach me for only $3.99 per minute. Um, and we'll see you tomorrow with Psychic the Plans as we go through and set up my week together. There you go. Make sure to join him for the Old Laws class. That is free to everyone. Yes, that is free. Like, to no everyone. one has to pay for that one. So join right. him, make sure, find out if you want him as your teacher. Yeah, find out if you like me as a teacher. But until tomorrow night, guys, enjoy your popcorn, take care of yourselves, and we will see you later. Bye, y'all. Bye. Let's work. Yo, it's go time, show time, never back in downtime. One shot, yo, make it count, yo. Crunch time, shine time, make this moment my time. Get a grip, yo, ready, set, go. We bring the thunder. Bring the thunder. Let's work. Bring the thunder. Let's go. Bring the thunder. Let's work. Bring the thunder. Yeah, it's my time, yo time, step into the spotlight Get lit, yo, let yourself go High time, high time, gotta go big time This is it, yo, never take no fight time Grind time, take it to the street time Turn the roof off, get loco Game time, win time, we gon' bring